podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to High School Hoops with your hosts, Steve Collins and Jake Steger. Hey, coaches. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today in the podcast. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Like, like I've said before, the technology behind this thing, I, I remember old school when they used to have those long metal racks. The ball would go up into this net and would come down this long metal rack. They, the technology and the ability that Dr. Dish does and all the people that work there and the, and the things that they give back to the community is second to none. Mention Coach Unplugged me coach collins or anybody and they'll give you four hundred dollars off also go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better it's the one-stop shop it's got clinics it's got handouts it's got the uh, breakdowns it's got on-court things teaching you you know i'm not i'm not upselling you i'm not i'm not doing those kind of things i'm not paying making you pay for the clinic videos i'm not making i'm giving you everything that we got to make you a better basketball coach along with me um someone that's one at the highest level in in the u.s <laughs> um been nationally ranked i want to help you become a better basketball coach and that's why i started teachhoops.com that's why i want to help you win more basketball games go over and check it out and in closing if you if you like our other podcast five minute basketball coaching podcast high school hoops funnel down or this one go leave a five-star review we really do appreciate that and let's it off uh, we have podcast. several people have asked questions on our facebook page um and so one of the questions was how do you establish your offense the first two weeks of practice that's a great question. I, I mean, so we're, we're kind of tweaking our offense. So if anyone's listening to this, yep, better come scout us. Um, it, it, I, I think it really has to be broken into small little pieces. So we have literally, after, the, after tryouts, we have broken it down into um, small pieces where we're teaching them, you know, we're doing small-sided games. We're teaching them specific moves or specific things that we want them to be able to do in the offense. And then we're bringing it back up into the entire offense. I think the problem, especially with a lot of youth coaches, is they just throw it in there. If they're running dribble drive or re and react, whatever they're running, and they just throw it in and they don't break it into – got to break it into small skill sets. So um, I think – and we've talked about this. I think it's really important to map out your season, especially the first couple of weeks, of what do you need in for your first opponent. And you definitely need – a basic offense that probably can work against both man and zone. I don't, I mean, I, but I mean, establishing it is important, especially if you're a fast or slow paced team, you have to establish that quickly and often. <laughs> um, you know, some right. of the teams I've had literally practice was a track meet. I mean, I would be tired after an hour and 20 minutes because it was, and then I've also had other teams where we just worked on, setting screens and grinding and, you know, taking 35 seconds off the, off the, off the clock every time. So um, I think those, those things are extremely, what you establish early, this for having 40 kids in your classroom, you can vouch for this. Those (laughs) things that you establish early on the offensive end are going to stick with you for a long time, unless you have to break those habits, but how do you do it? Well, I think first off, you have to look at the three components of a good offense and you have to explain that to your players off. So no matter what you do offensively, you have to have really good spacing. You have to be able to have player movement and ball movement in everything that you do. 
I think if you can focus on that early in the season, you know, the perfect screening and all that stuff, it's not going to happen. No. If you guys to do that early, I think no, what, no matter offense that you're running, I think those are the three things you've got to constantly look at, almost like a rubric. You know, are we doing these things within our offense? And then you try to better those as you continue on throughout the season. You know, I think what I think you made a great point is establishing your tempo. You know, that's huge um, because it is just a um, it's trying to figure out what kind of team you're going to team you're going to be early in the yeah. season. You have to figure um, that out so early think, too, and it's like you got to establish it with them, and it's a mental part. Um, and, and then you got to be careful how much you front load. You know, are, are you doing too many sets? Um, are you um, are you going five or six different offenses? Are you, and sometimes it's easier to be simple. I like to be very simple offensively and more complex defensively. And um, that's just been something that I've learned from years past is that, you know, sometimes it's really about getting a lot of shots off and finishing and keeping it simple offensively and then making defense a little bit more complicated right. in regards to making it harder on the, on the opponent. Defense is going to be farther along early too. Right. I think also then designing breakdown drills within your offense. You know, just don't choose uh, breakdown drills because you think they're awesome. They right. have to be relatable to what you're doing offensively. So you can yes. constantly build on what you're doing. Like Everything if you're setting, has to Yeah, if you're setting a lot of flutter screens, you gotta set, you got to do things with flutter screens. If you're setting back screens, if you're setting, you know, down, whatever, maybe you're not screening. Maybe you're working on dribble drive and, and rotate. Uh, all those things, you have to build that in quickly and fast and and that and we're just talking and, and that i'm just referring to the half court part if you're thinking tempo oh my god it's like that takes months unless they you know they've been doing it since they're in third grade the tempo thing is 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 a harder thing it's easier to slow them than then speed them up I right and one thing that i noticed is that a lot of times they, people like to start things um, I like to do things out of the side, out of balance, or um, out, out of inbounds. It, it seems like sometimes they just want to restart everything, like taking the ball on the top of the key. There's never in a game where you, you start in your offense with just starting in the top of the key. Ooh, I love that. That's offense. true. And so often I think people make that mistake of constant grinding and grinding in the half court. All right, let's go from a side-out-of-balance play into our offense, side-out-of-balance yeah, I mean, play into the, our here's offense. Here's the question I have for you, and I've thought about this too. It's like how often do we really get side-out-of-balances into offense or underneath into offense? You know, how many Not possessions so in a game? It's like I think it's really about the progression game. Right. I used to love to do progressions. All right, so we're going to go four or five minutes hard or uh, four or five lengths down the court, take a free throw, do it again, process, do it again, do it again, do it again. Because yes. – I just don't think you should constantly be stuck in the half court because yeah. I think it becomes it becomes monotonous. It doesn't become authentic, and, I, and it's too easy. It becomes too easy, and, and kids don't cut. They just stand. They don't move. It's just it's just not a good way no. to really build your offense. You want to try to do things out of the full court into your offense. Yeah, and I think you put a, hit a point too early that that spacing part is really hard for them. <laughs> right. It is really hard for them to get that spacing down to under, truly understand what's going on. And really, the spacing starts on the initial break to your area on the offensive side of the floor. You know, are, right. are our guys getting wide? You know, and it's hard to establish if you're constantly doing it in the half court. You know, yeah. you know, guys are, you know, you get them wide and stay wide and, and, and go into that, and then start to take things away. People get comfortable in things that are happening. You know, if you're a pack line defense. 
maybe once in a while you got to try to go against a defense that's going to play more up the line. Start right. to challenge the defense to give them different looks. Or go five, go five people on your offense and six guys on defense. Make it a little bit harder. You know, add some traffic. You know, all those things. You know, and be really good at one or two things early on. And then if you can do that, then you can go on to the next level. But you right. those, those, those are your building slow. blocks. Those are your you building blocks. You to go fast. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. All right, anything else on that? I, that's great. I think that I, don't overcomplicate things, I think, is one of the big take, takeaways, too. You know, you don't need what you're going to be running three months from now in that first two weeks. You need the basics, and you need to pound the basics um, so that they learn to read things within your offense. All right, Coach. Question of the day is, you got a away game. What's the one thing you always buy at a concession stand? Uh, I don't do it. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big blow pop person, so that's, that's for volleyball, that's definitely a thing. But um, my, one of my assistants always buys the, the opposing um, school's popcorn, and then we have a running scale of who has the best popcorn. <laughs> I um, like that. I yeah, like that. So I, always say, I, so I always ask, like, where does this rank? You know, it's like we always – so John always buys one, and then we kind of rank the popcorn. Cause I would say the only thing I ever buy it um, at a concession stand is usually a pick-me-up, so either a soda or something that get me going if I'm right. I'm, I'm dragging. Other than that, I, I never tend to buy anything because my, my stomach is too sick. And yeah, the, the only thing. good thing is like we usually sometimes have leftover hot dogs. They're so yeah. good. I don't. Yeah. They're disgusting. If you do any sort of research on what's in a hot dog, yeah, but hot dogs and the grills are really good too. Yeah, there's something about sitting in that water for three hours and then eating it tastes good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. I don't like, I don't remember a lot of time we bought hot dogs in this house, but I had a, I, I had a basically Heimlich both of our kids on hot dogs. I did. I mean, it was like projectile. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like a huge choking hazard. For so me. in the end, don't eat hot dogs either. Yeah. Don't eat hot dogs. All right. Till, life. All right. Till next week, coach. Yep. Couple Thanks. weeks. Countdown. Yep. All right. Bye. Good. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.